What got you there with got you got you What got you there with Shonda Laney got you there with Shonda Laney What got you there with Shonda Laney got you there with Shonda Laney What got you there with Shonda Laney Welcome back What got you there listeners Today it's time to train our brains for peak performance We're joined by the ultimate biohacker himself, Dave Asprey. Dave is the creator of Bulletproof Coffee and host of the Bulletproof Radio podcast. Dave has spent over two decades and $300,000 to hack his mind and body. Dave is also the New York Times bestselling author of The Bulletproof Diet and has a new book coming out April 4th called Headstrong, The Bulletproof Plan to Activate Untapped Brain Energy to Work Smarter and Think Faster in Just Two Weeks. Dave... Thanks for joining us. Sean, it's a pleasure to be on with you. So Dave, I've been a longtime fan of yours, follower. Uh, You've changed my diet um, and exercise routine tremendously, so I I need to thank you for that. But uh, for my listeners who aren't familiar with you, uh, can you give a little background on yourself? Uh, Sure. Years ago, I was a fat computer hacker. uh, (laughs) and I had arthritis in my knees when I was 14 and asthma, and ADD, and and a lot of the symptoms of Asperger's. And I decided in my early 20s, when I hit 300 pounds, that enough was enough. And I spent 18 months on a 1,800 or so calorie diet, working out six days a week, an hour and a half a day. And at the end of this time, I felt like a failure because I still weighed 300 pounds. I was strong, but I was still fat, and now I was tired all the time. I sort of gave up one day and said, well, the stuff that's supposed to work doesn't work, so I'm going to try other things. I'm going to get the data. And you fast forward a couple of years, I've lost 50 pounds, and the other 50 pounds won't budge. And I go to work in Silicon Valley at the company that held Google's first server when Google was just a startup. And I ended up making $6 million when I was 26 and got really bad, severe cognitive dysfunction I was just fatigue, and I couldn't remember stuff going on at meetings. So here I am becoming really successful. I've, I've made my fortune, and I decided that nothing mattered more than being able to pay attention and have a functioning brain and having a body that didn't hurt all the time and that worked and losing that extra 50 pounds. So I spent, at the time, $300,000, and since then about a million dollars, and 15 years hacking my own biology. It turns out I lost my $6 million when I was 28. Oops. <laughs> great was great 28th birthday party. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and what I, I learned is, is that there's different systems in the body, and you can do things differently and get radically different results. And so small changes in variables equals big changes in the system of the body, which is funny because as a computer hacker, which is my, my Silicon Valley training, well, same thing. You change just one little variable and the system starts working or it stops working. And so it became a search for what are the variables that matter the most. And what I've done since then is I've lost 100 pounds of fat. I've turned off cravings entirely. So I just don't have them anymore. My ability to pay attention, my cognitive function is up. I opened the world's highest end executive brain training facility in Seattle called 40 Years of Zen where I've got custom hardware and software for, for changing the way my brain functions. And it, it's made a huge difference uh, in, in my life to have access to this kind of stuff. I started about six years ago, I started writing for my Bulletproof blog. I was a VP at a big company uh, with stock options. I was head of global evangelism. 
And I just said, you know, if someone had told me this stuff when I was 16, I wouldn't have all these stretch marks when I was obese. If, if someone had told me this. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been such a jerk for a lot of my life. When you're out of energy, you always act like a jerk, and like, I just I would have suffered and struggled a lot less, and I would have made better decisions, and the quality of my life would have been profoundly different. So I started writing, and I figured maybe five people who are like geeks like me will will pay attention to this, and if so, I will have changed their life so dramatically that it's what I wish someone would have done for me. And I was really angry because. The knowledge I have is available. I've been running an anti-aging nonprofit group for almost, geez, I'm old, at least 15 years now in, in Palo Alto. And the knowledge is there, but no one delivers the knowledge in a way that it's useful. So I didn't know that I was doing things wrong and I wasted all this time. And so my mission was, I'm going to help five people. And we, Bulletproof reaches about 10 million people a month now. <laughs> a little and jump like up from people, the original five, huh? Yeah, people were interested. Like Greatest just did a survey of like the most influential voices in health. Uh, let's see, Arnold Schwarzenegger was 40, Dr. Oz was 41, and little old me was 42. To go from computer hacker to this in a few years, it's because the knowledge is out there. I don't create all this knowledge. I do some original synthesis and things like that. But I'm learning from the very best in the world and I have for many, many years. And, and that's, that's what's kind of set me free. I mean, you are one of today's thought leaders, and I mean, all the millions you spent on biohacking, uh, all the bulletproof uh, consumers need to thank you for that because you've helped so many out, and it's been interesting and also fascinating watching your journey over the past few years, just seeing what you're coming out with next, new new ways to hack your brain, um, which I'm really looking forward to talking about your new book, Headstrong, in a little bit. But right now, you've got the book coming out in a few days. What's a typical day look like for you right now? How are you staying healthy and sustaining energy during all this? <laughs> well, it's, it's weird because I, am, I have a Wharton MBA, and I'm a really experienced entrepreneur. So Bulletproof, in addition to the, the blog, the Bulletproof Radio is twice a week published. We have almost 400 episodes out. So this is a full-time job. <laughs> I also, uh, so, and it's won Webby Awards, 50 million downloads. It, it's a big focus. At the same time, my next uh, likely New York Times bestseller comes out in a couple days. Uh, so being a New York Times bestselling author is a full-time job. And being a venture-backed CEO is a full-time job. And being a dad of two young kids and, and a husband and father and all that is a full-time job. So I have become really militant at managing my attention and my energy and my time. So I, I do the practices in Headstrong. I do the Bulletproof Coffee. I take the supplements and I make sure my mitochondria are just completely charged all the time. And then I'm really selective about what I say yes to. I have a team of executive admins at this point who support me. So that every minute on my calendar is is set up. So I I have a morning routine. I I am what uh, Michael Bruce, who sort of discovered detailed chronotypes. He's like, Dave, you're a wolf. You do all your best work late at night, and that's normal and healthy for your biology. And the opposite of me is what he calls a lion. These people wake up at like five thirty in the morning, uh, wanting to do something. I'm like, if you wake up at five thirty in the morning, something's wrong with you. From where I'm from. So, <laughs> By the way, neither one is morally superior or better than the other. And most people, they wake up at normal hours. And, and so it's just a, a statistical distribution. So for me, I wake up at 7.45 exactly every morning. 
I use a, an alarm clock that senses when I'm at the top of my sleep cycle so I don't get jerked out of sleep. And the reason I wake up at 7.45 is that's enough time to walk into the kitchen, take a handful of supplements and smart drugs and things like that, and make bulletproof coffee for myself and my kids, and then I drive the kids to school. I don't turn my cell phone off of airplane mode until my kids are dropped off at school and I've come back home. I come home, I have about 45 minutes of, on my calendar, it says upgrade time. And I do things that make my biology strong for the day during that time. And then I jump in on my calendar and I'm pretty much back to back all day long. If you look at my calendar, it's like someone playing Tetris really well because there's no gaps ever. I mean, that's a fascinating morning routine. And, and one of the things you mentioned um, are some of, the, some of the supplements you are taking. You want to give us a preview on some things you are consuming on a daily basis? Oh, absolutely. I, I take about 150 capsules a day. <laughs> my... My stated goal is I plan to live to at least 180 years old. It's not a joke and it's not PR. With existing tech today, 120 is pretty achievable if you're paying attention and you start when you're young. Well, Dave, I just, I just saw you on Skype a second ago. And I mean, you truly do look younger than what I saw a few years ago. So it does seem like you're turning back the clock. I, I am getting younger. And, and people, yeah, you roll your eyes, whatever. Everyone who's seen me, everyone who knows me is, is saying the same thing, like, good God, what's happened? And the answer is everything. Everything I know of that I can find that makes you younger or more effective, I do it. And I don't do just one thing. I have zero fear of wasting money. I take 150 supplements. I guarantee you, I have the most expensive pee on the planet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care, right? I want my body to have all of the nutrients that, that it can use, and it doesn't hurt my kidneys. In fact, it helps them to flush whatever it doesn't need out. So I, I have a very pragmatic approach that says, if I do 10 things that, that are not incompatible with each other, all of which are likely to help, and only two of them work, but I got the results, then I win. And there's another mindset that's fear-based, which says, I'm only going to do one thing at a time because I don't want to get cheated. And it, it, it's one of those things. Did you want results or did you want certainty? <laughs> I want results more than certainty. Yes, certainly. That is for sure. So, I mean, you mentioned some of the things you're doing. What are some of the biggest mistakes you're seeing the average person making today and how can they change things in their diet and supplementation? One of the biggest mistakes that you can make is testing one thing at a time. Uh, and here's why. If it was your job to bake bread, and you were a scientist and like one of the, the science troll types, you say, all right, here's the deal. I'm going to put the yeast in the oven and I'm going to bake it. Nope, didn't work. Okay, now I'm going to bake the flour. It doesn't work. Now I'm going to bake the water. It doesn't work. Therefore, there is no bread. That's how everyone seems to be doing it these days, though. <laughs> what if you mixed all of them together and baked it? Like, would something different happen? And the worst mistake that you have is you think you're controlling variables. When you study epigenetics, which is a study of how the environment around you affects genetic expression, you realize everything that happens through the course of your life, every life stressor, every temperature fluctuation, every change in the amount of CO2 in the atmosphere, every magnetic field has a biological impact. So when you tell yourself, oh, I have a controlled study, what you're telling yourself is I have a high degree of self-deception <laughs> and nothing more. That is too and true. So here's the deal. Do everything that is unlikely to have a great risk, that is likely to create the outcome you want, that is within a reasonable amount of convenience and cost and time. 
And that's what I've been doing to make myself younger. And one of the things that's changed in the last couple of years is I focused really heavily on rejuvenating my mitochondria. And that's the subject of Headstrong, my new book. Your brain has more of these little batteries, these little power plants in it than, uh, than any other part of your body. Uh, your heart also has a high concentration of these things. Your eyes have a high concentration. And it turns out they're hackable. So in fact, it might be useful for, for people listening to hear sort of the story of how mitochondria took such a central role in our life and one that's entirely invisible to us. Yeah, that would be great. It turns out that about 2 billion years ago, our, our biology textbooks tell us that our cells harnessed these little red bacteria, these ancient bacteria, to become our mitochondria and to be our power plants. Well, the real story is that 2 billion years ago, these little red bacteria found a cell and said, hey, that looks like a Petri dish. Let's move in and take over. And they never stopped. <laughs> so <laughs> inside your body right now, about 10% of your body weight is one quadrillion ancient red bacteria that are now integrated in our cells. They become what's called cellular organelles. They're, they're part of the cell, but they are still running the operating system of ancient bacteria. Their job is to sense the environment around you and then to change everything about your metabolism and about the state of your body to adjust to second-by-second second changes in the environment around you. If they believe there's a tiger present, your blood sugar will change. Your respiration will change. They decide if a cell lives or dies, whether a cell replicates. They decide whether you're going to be manufacturing hormones right now or not. Uh, they decide whether you're going to get cancer or not. They literally control the power in your body. And it's just 10% of your body weight. But there are way more of these than there are cells in your body. There are way more of these than there are gut bacteria in your body. and they're self-organized. They talk to each other and they collaborate. You could say they collaborate to make sure that your body stays alive no matter what, which is true, but they do not work in your best interests. They decide, not you, much of your behavior. That means that if you can change them, you can change what they listen to, you can get control over these guys and thus have control over yourself. That's what Headstrong is about. Where you feel it first, when you upregulate your energy metabolism, you feel it in your brain first, because the brain is the part of you that uses the most energy. If you have a problem with your mitochondria, which 48% of people under age 40 do, and everyone over, over age 40 has a problem with their mitochondria, it's called aging. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're dealing with this. So if you can just get control of that, you would be amazed at what you're capable of doing. Yes, and the new book, Headstrong, the bulletproof plan to activate untapped brain energy to work smarter and think faster in just two weeks. Uh, Dave, we're going to be launching this, so it will be out tomorrow, so make sure you guys go and pick that up. So Dave, you mentioned the mitochondria. So how do we go about making sure we have the best mitochondria possible? Your mitochondria will notice if, you, if you're calm and relaxed because they pick up stress cues from your conscious brain but mostly they don't listen to you very much. <laughs> so there's some breathing exercises you can do that will turn on uh, that, that state of peace. And something as simple as gratitude or, or forgiveness can change your mitochondrial energy metabolism by pulling you out of fight or flight mode and putting you in a parasympathetic state. But generally, instead of you trying to will that to happen, what's a lot less work 
is set up the environment around you so you have less useless stress on your mitochondria and then create useful stress on the mitochondria. And in Headstrong, I talk about the useless stressors and things that don't just stress them, but things that actually stop them working. And the model to think about is your iPhone battery. When you get a new phone, it takes a charge and it stays charged all day. And after you've charged it 100 times, by 2 p.m., it doesn't hold a charge anymore. And you're always walking around looking for the next USB outlet. <laughs> well, the same thing happens. You get that sugar craving, that's just your mitochondria looking for a USB outlet because they're not working very well. One of the things that you can do that I write about is change the lighting in your life, believe it or not. The changes we've made in our, our screens, like our iPhones and our computers, very bright white LEDs, but even worse now, the lighting in our houses and offices has become either fluorescent or LED. And since your mitochondria carefully listen to the light around you to see what time of day it is and to actually get energy from it, they're looking for a healthy, robust, full-spectrum light that includes infrared and red and basically all the colors of the rainbow. They, they like sunlight during the day and they like absolute black at night. So if you're exposing yourself to LED light that has no infrared and no red and excessive blue, you're causing 23% more damage to your retina. In fact, you're going to get macular degeneration. And as you stress the mitochondria in your eyes, they freak out and they tell the mitochondria in your brain to freak out and they start craving sugar because now there's a stressor. And all of a sudden, at the end of the day, you're tired and you just can't turn down the candy bar. Well, what if you just change the lighting? <laughs> I remember first hearing you talk about this and uh, the gym I was going to at the time just had these insanely bright fluorescent lights and I just couldn't figure out what was wrong with my energy. And then I was I was listening to one of your podcasts and you mentioned that and sure enough, I changed uh, where I was working out and I completely noticed one of the biggest differences. So that, that's been <laughs> cool. great to implement. Yeah, no, so thank you for that. And I've, I've got a, a recommendation for people and I write about this in the book. Uh, there's a kind of glasses called true dark, and they go beyond the blue blocking thing. Uh, blue blocking is good during the day, and they've got uh, blue blocking glasses as well. So if you're if you're at work and you have a lighting environment you can't control, you're going to go to the gym. You can wear like higher quality blue blockers that don't look too dorky, and it's <laughs> becoming more popular. And I, I think I started that trend <laughs> years ago. But uh, you can you can do this, and it really helps during the day. But the real go time is after about 7 p.m. Because even if you just have some blue LEDs on your battery chargers and you've got a, a big screen TV in your house and you've got your iPhone and you've got lighting and just little twinkly things all over, what we've discovered about mitochondria is that they are semiconductors. They make little biophotons, little lights, and they're very light sensitive. So they talk to each other using light, but they can only talk to each other when it's pitch dark. So if you go into your bedroom and you look around with the lights off at night, you should see nothing. If you see street lights leaking around the curtains, you are ruining the quality of your sleep. You must have blackout curtains. And then you've got to go through and cover all of the LEDs in the room. So when you do that, when you sleep, your mitochondria can talk to each other and self-organize to become more effective and efficient. If you don't do that, it won't work. So what I do is I put on the True Dark, uh, they're called Twilight glasses, and it's, it's a set of optical filters that filters out all frequencies of light that tell your body it's daytime. So you wear these things, they're kind of a reddish color, they look a bit like superhero glasses, but 
I don't get any jet lag when I wear them. And if I wear them for an hour or two before sleep, I go to sleep faster and I get way more deep sleep and REM sleep than I used to get. And it's because I've told my brain it's pitch black even though I'm still reading my iPhone. And so like hacks like that where it didn't really take any effort. It's put on the true dark glasses and suddenly I can see. But I can also sleep. And, and that, that for me has been huge. The other thing is mitochondrial function is hackable. I mentioned earlier, 48% of people don't, they just don't have efficient mitochondria. And if you imagine like a car, you put gas in the tank, a new car might get 40 miles per gallon, but after you've driven it for 50,000 miles, it only gets 35 miles per gallon. Like where did all that extra energy go? Well, it either leaked out the tailpipe or it went into friction or it went somewhere. Your cells have the same problem. And every time a cell leaks electrons from food, it creates inflammation in the body. <laughs> so if you wake up one morning and you have muffin top that wasn't there the day before, it's not like you put on two or three pounds overnight. It's what we like to call water weight. Well, guess whose fault the water weight is? Well, it's your fault because you did something to cause it. But the part of the body that created that inflammation was the mitochondria. And who would have thought that you can have control of that? So someone who's looking to avoid the morning muffin top, what should they be doing? You've got to figure out what you're doing that's inhibiting your body's ability to make energy. And one of the really common things is if you're taking something that lowers the efficiency of your mitochondria, it, it's a normal thing to get muffin top. Huge numbers of people are eating foods that are incompatible with their biology. And it might be just one food, but if you don't know what they are, you're kind of walking around blind. And, and my first book, uh, The Bulletproof Diet, and there's about a half a million copies in 10 languages. <laughs> so it, it's, it's been a meaningful uh, contribution for a good number of people. I talk about how to solve part of that problem. And in Headstrong, I talk about what to do even if the problem exists. So there are supplements you can take, uh, things like charcoal, that will bind to a lot of the toxins that inhibit mitochondrial function. And there are supplements you can take that basically patch problems in mitochondrial function. This is sort of like if you have an old car and you add the octane booster, all of a sudden it runs like a new car. One of my, my favorite supplements there is called Keto Prime. And yes, I manufacture Keto Prime, so like self-interest, blah, 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 but I'll just tell you why and how it works. So ketones are pretty well known at this point where people go into fat burning mode and your body can burn ketones instead of sugar. And brain octane, the prime ingredient in Bulletproof Coffee, is an exogenous ketone source. So you, you get ketones that make your mitochondria make less inflammation, which is kind of cool. But Keto Prime is an unknown, unusual kind of ketone called ketosuccinate. And what it does is when your mitochondria are running through their Krebs cycle making energy, this is the very last step. And you must have enough of this to reinitiate the cycle for new sugar or new ketones to be burned for energy. So if you're leaking energy, you run out of this stuff, and then you just can't use new food molecules, so they back up in the blood. We call that high blood sugar and things like that. So you can take this little lozenge that adds this compound back in so your mitochondria can go about their daily business. And what would have been, I feel groggy and I'm tired, you do that before bed, mitochondria can do their work at night to clean your brain, and you're less likely to get things like muffin top. <laughs> and the cool thing is better mitochondrial function at night equals better sleep efficiency. And sleeping more is a totally bad idea. Sleeping better is a really good idea. So the idea is quality over quantity. 
I can tell you because I track this for the past 1450 or so nights, I've had exactly six hours and five minutes of sleep on average. And that is what lets me do all this crazy writing, podcasting, CEO, dad sort of stuff that I do on six hours of sleep. And I'm not restricting my sleep on purpose. That's just all you need when your biology works the way it's capable of working. And if you need eight or 10 hours of sleep every night, you're not a bad person, but you are not running at full efficiency. Uh, in fact, the world's longest and, and most granular study on sleep of 1.2 million people over three years found that the people who live the longest sleep six and a half hours a night. <laughs> there you go. I, I love this concept, though, uh, the quality over the quantity, because, I mean, that's a major thing right now. You're hearing how important sleep is, and so many people automatically are talking about the extra hours they need, but like you hit on, it is about that quality of sleep. The same thing goes for exercise, and, and you're into exercise. So if you exercise, you're a good person, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you run a marathon every day, unless you are really unusually gifted, you're probably taking years off your life because you're not recovering enough. So it's not that more or less is good or bad. It's that the right intensity and timing and dose gives you the best results. And what I do quite often in the morning uh, when I come into, uh, come into my biohacking labs after I drop the kids off is I have 45 minutes of biohacking time. I could go for a walk for 20 minutes or I could stand on the Bulletproof Vibe, which is a whole body vibration platform. It vibrates 30 times a second, which stimulates your mitochondria, and, and basically it replicates more exercise in less time than I'm going to get in 20 minutes. And I do that in front of a sun tanning lamp during winter, not one that gives me the dark tan of a bodybuilder. A, I'm not a bodybuilder. B, I'm married. I don't need a dark tan. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's actually about getting the ultraviolet B to activate vitamin D. And your mitochondria are desperate for ultraviolet radiation. Too much is bad, but no ultraviolet, which is what most people get, actually gives you nearsightedness and it, it makes you less immune to things. So the right dose matters. And after that, I might hop on my Vasper. A Vasper machine is used mostly by pro athletes and, and all, but I use, I, I'm sitting on a pad that has circulating ice water. I've got compression bands with circulating ice water around my thighs and around my biceps. And then I exercise for 21 minutes doing moderate cardio with a few sprints in the middle. And the signal it sends my body is that I just did two and a half hours of intense cardio. So I get a huge pulse of lactic acid, which causes my brain to make growth hormone. And all of this oxygenated blood from the exercise, because I'm on ice, it stays in my organs and my brains and it, and it fixes them. If I was to do cardio for two and a half hours on a normal cardio setup, all of my oxygenated blood would go to my skin to cool me down. So here it is. I didn't need a shower when I was done because I didn't sweat. <laughs> <laughs> but I got this huge amount of, of, of hormonal change from exercise in 21 minutes. So yeah, I'm going to do that because the other two hours of time that I saved, I can play with my kids or I can write another blog post or I can have this interview with you. So it's stuff like that where I'm like, if I'm doing this, and I have a $40,000 machine that's meant for a professional facility. It's not fair that I have that. But by talking about it with you, we can make this available to everyone. In fact, I'm opening a thing in, in Santa Monica called Bulletproof Labs next to the coffee shop where we have one of these for people to come in and use it. So it's not about, ha ha, look what I'm doing. It's about, if I can do it now, 
you go back 25 years ago, it was 20 grand to put a cell phone into the trunk of your car. And that was the only way you could do it. And now you can buy one for five bucks. So I want these biohacking technologies to be ubiquitous. And I want my grandparents to have them at their retirement home because <laughs> it'd be crazy not to. Like, this is how we drive change. No, I love how you, you've just gone about and hacked every little thing in those 21 minutes you spend working out, uh, just getting the most bang for your buck there. So you mentioned uh, sort of the cold thermogenesis you have going on there. Um, how does this affect the mitochondria? And do you recommend any cold treatment, ice baths, anything like that? Uh, the evidence is 1,000% in. <laughs> if you are not doing something with cold, you're really running at low power. Your mitochondria benefits so much from brief cold exposure that you could do ice baths the way I did. I, I used to do ice packs. I actually got first degree, or was it second? No, it was first degree burns. Over 15% of my body from falling asleep with ice packs years ago <laughs> during the research for the Bulletproof Diet. That was miserable. Um, <laughs> what, I, what I do now is I'll do the, the Vasper, which uses cold strategically, but it's not full on uh, like cryotherapy. I have a liquid nitrogen cryotherapy chamber which are re they're really catching on. In a lot of big cities now, you can, you can go do this. It's almost becoming like, like the tanning booth 2.0 where you go in, you spend three minutes standing in hyper-chilled air. You get a huge endorphin response. Your body burns hundreds of calories that it otherwise wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have burned. And it triggers collagen resynthesis, so your skin looks younger. And it, it's a, a really big upgrade. It speeds healing. So I, I do that on occasion. I don't do it every day. Um, in, in part because I have questions about like how much cryo is good. There's probably an upper limit where you can do too much. I also have a digitally controlled ice bath where I can pick the temperature and it'll hold it there for as long as, uh, as long as I want, which is really cool. So I can sit in 60 degree water for 20 minutes. I used to do that a lot. It's 20 minutes. I don't have 20 minutes sometimes. So I, I pick and choose. But for in the book, every one of these technologies, like, look, I'm pushing the limits, but you can do this at home for free. And the way you do this at home and what everyone listening should do at a very minimum, unless you're in like stage four adrenal exhaustion or the third trimester or something, you might not want to do this. But what you do is you take your shower in the morning and at the end of the shower, turn the water all the way to cold and just stand there for a minute if you can stand it. So I just started implementing that last year. So my sports background, I loved ice baths and I started doing that and just how invigorated you feel after that shower. Um, it's definitely a game changer. So I hope my wife is listening because now I do my morning ice bath and she thinks I'm absolutely crazy. But <laughs> Dave, you're saying it's true and it's helping. So I'm definitely going to continue to do that. Explain to your wife that if she does it, it'll have the same effects for her. And, and what we all... What we all experience the first time you do that is this really strong sensation that goes something like this. I am going to die. <laughs> what that is, is that's all of these, these quadrillion mitochondria going system level emergency. And they're telling you, get out of there, you, you dumbass. They're talking to you as a Petri dish and you believe the lie that you're going to die and then you jump out. But when you overcome that and you say, you know, I'm going to just stand here for 10 seconds. Well, it only takes about four days to become adapted to that. And once you're adapted to it, all of a sudden you can do one minute. And what just happened is the, the threshold for your mitochondria just changed because they got stronger. Right? So now they can handle it. They've now rewired themselves and thus rewired you to become more resilient. And what it does for men and for women 
is it causes your collagen in your skin to restructure itself better. So you can tell your wife that if she does it, she's going to burn fat, she's going to have less muffin top, less inflammation, faster healing, and better skin. That's not a bad thing uh, to be able to do. I double down on that. I, I manufacture collagen, and I, I, I eat collagen quite a lot too, which really helps your skin and your bones and your arteries and all that kind of stuff. So if you have collagen in your diet and you're doing a little bit of cold therapy, even the free stuff in your shower, you're going to look better, not to mention have more energy. I love that. It helps all around, and I can't recommend that stuff enough. I've noticed a tremendous difference uh, both in my own skin and overall health, so that's been great. Dave, one thing that I just really noticed about you uh, when we were talking previously to this call is here you've got a book launch in a few days. You mentioned the million things you have going on, but you just, your internal awareness and how you're dealing with this stress, you don't seem phased at all. Now, now how is that even possible? <laughs> that is probably the most important hack of my entire life. If you would have looked at me when I was 30, okay, I had already made and lost $6 million. I, I, I was there when the first e-commerce ever happened because it was a t-shirt I sold out of my dorm room, like the first product ever sold over the internet before we had the name e-commerce invented. <laughs> <laughs> the, the creation of the data center industry, like I, I, I was there, like, like cloud computing when it was a few guys in a room. I, like <laughs> like I've, I've had the most incredible technology life ever. But I was scared of failure the whole time. I was like running from fear and stressed and frankly miserable the whole time. It, I would vacillate between wonder at like watching the internet happen and, and at a company that went from 300 people to 5,000 people in, in the course of three years and, and just like, like incredible stuff. Instead of just being in awe all the time, I was mostly in fight or flight all the time. And when I hit 30, this is about 15 years ago, I just realized I, I can't do this. Like I'm going to break. <laughs> and I really started focusing on cognitive health. I started doing neurofeedback. And what's, what makes me able to do this today is one of the most important investments I've ever made. I opened 40 Years of Zen, which is the highest end executive brain training center on earth. It's in Seattle. It's a five-day thing. And I spent four months of my life with electrodes glued to my head, rewiring my fight or flight response, training my brain, and showing myself all the lies that I told myself. <laughs> so I had, you wouldn't believe this, I had incredible powers of self-deception. And Sean, I, I just, I believed all sorts of crap that had no basis in reality. And when I got rid of that stuff, I, I don't have the voice in my head. The inner critic is gone. So I approach this podcast. It's the end of the day uh, uh, when we're recording this right now. I've been on one, two, three, four, five. This is my sixth interview of the day. <laughs> and I, half of them on video, half of them on audio. And you can hear it in my voice. Like, I love this. I have this energy. And I'm going to finish this. I'll go play with my kids. I didn't have this when I was 25. But I have it now, and it's because I hacked my mitochondria, and it's because I trained myself to not go into a fight-or-flight thing. And it all comes down to turning off the voice in your head, which freaks out your mitochondria. If you believe, because you told yourself a lie, that everyone's there to, to steal something from you, or you believe that everything's a threat, or that if you fail, no one's going to love you, all that stuff just tells your body 
to take energy away from your mission and to put it into self-defense for things that you can't even defend against. So I quit doing that, and then I turned up my energy enormously using biological principles, the stuff that's in Headstrong. And I, like, it, I'm just, I'm unleashed. Like, I love this stuff. Yeah, I mean, you, you can hear it in your voice. Uh, I could see it over Skype. You have the power to control your own life, and that's one of the biggest takeaways I'm getting from this interview. And I really hope people take that away as well and implement some of these things you've been talking about because the life they want to live, it, it truly is out there, and they have the ability to feel as good as you feel, and they, they need to take advantage of that. But here's what they never tell you. They never tell you when you go off to do a meditation retreat or, or you know, personal development or a workshop or, or anything like that. They never tell you that if you're only making half as much energy in your cells as you're capable of making, all progress becomes difficult. And if you mm. fix the hardware first, you can do the personal growth work, and it just takes a lot less effort. And I'm all about less effort. I, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to push hard. I don't worship the struggle at all anymore. I, suffering is not fetishized for me. It, it's like it's supposed to be easy. When you make enough energy and you're doing what you're supposed to do, obstacles move out of their way and it feels like they don't weigh anything. And that's why I wrote Headstrong. I'm like, here's how to get the energy. And then you got to solve your own internal demons. But that's even easier when you've got enough energy. And God, I wish someone had told me that when I was a kid. Yeah. Once you're thinking clear and you have that energy, it is so much easier to solve all those issues you're dealing with. So Dave, what are you most passionate about in your life right now? Well, I, I'm pretty darn passionate about being a dad and you know, raising kids who, who don't have those bad voices in their heads and who have biology that, that gives them, dare I say, an unfair advantage. All right, that was a reference to one of my nootropics. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, I just, I, I, want, I, want to, I want to be a good dad. I'm really passionate about that. And that means like they like they say on the airplanes, you know, in the event of a loss of cabin pressure, please put your own mask on first before helping another. It it means that if I'm going to be the the best dad I can be, I've got to be the best human I can be, and it means I take care of myself. And and so I'm really passionate about leading by example and making sure I maintain this energy level because I won't have this energy level if I eat a bunch of fried crap, uh, eat a bunch of grain. And then don't sleep for two nights. Like, like I can turn back into a low power human. I'm just not going to do it. And one of the things that keeps me from wanting to do that is being a parent. So you mentioned being a parent, and I definitely read uh, you and your wife's book, A Better Baby Book. And me and my wife are obviously thinking of having a family soon. What What are one or two things you would recommend to a young couple who's thinking about starting a family? Well, I, I, I would say read The Better Baby Book. And I'll tell you that not because it'll change my life if you buy or don't buy a copy of the book. It won't. <laughs> but the principles that are behind it are that three months before you get pregnant, the, the mom's body is looking in the environment and is picking which egg is going to drop. And it's going to choose the egg that has the right genetics to survive and thrive in the environment that the mitochondria in the mother sense. And if the mother is stressed out, overworked, doesn't feel safe, has toxins, has energy metabolism problems, you're going to select an egg that is optimized to survive. And if you, you take the time to feed mom and get mom relaxed, and to tell the mitochondria that this is a world of freaking abundance where you have anything you want, you will select an egg for that environment. And you will literally change the child's life 
starting three months before you even conceive. In fact, you have more leverage then than you ever will later. And the amount of leverage you have goes down over time ever since. What you do while you're pregnant has a huge impact on the lifespan, the health span, the intelligence of your baby, way more than what you do when the baby's one year old. And we don't teach that, but the science is absolutely solid on that point. So you have the most leverage. So it takes the least amount of work to have a really healthy kid starting before and during pregnancy. And that's why I wrote that first book. And that's how we restored my wife's fertility and had two kids without, uh, without any fertility assistance at age 39 and 42, even though my wife was infertile at age 35. And today she's a medical doctor. And today she does fertility work over Skype globally because the stuff is that powerful. Yeah, the, the stuff and research you guys had in that book was tremendous. So I've, I've definitely been reading that and following that as often as possible. So Dave, I've got one final question for you before we link everything up. Um, if you could have my listeners implement one thing into their lives to live a healthier and more successful life, what would it be? Oof, all right. The answer to this is going to sound commercial, <laughs> but I'm just going to say it and, and I'll, I'll take whatever arrows you guys want. If you just did one thing, do Bulletproof coffee in the morning. And last year, we sold 48 million cups of Bulletproof coffee. So if you do this or, or don't do it, it's not going to change my life, but it'll change yours. It is a gateway drug to biohacking because... It can most quickly, of anything I've ever discovered, it can most quickly show you how you're supposed to feel because it, it adds ketones very quickly and it adds energy very quickly. And all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, the cravings went away. Now you have all this extra energy and now you got to decide what to do with it. I just don't know anything faster and, and quicker that's longer lived. Uh, and if I did, I'd tell you, you know, do some breathing exercises. And there's lots of free stuff in Headstrong that you can do. Bulletproof coffee isn't more expensive than normal coffee you buy at the corner coffee shop, but it works differently. And having that clarity and lack of cravings it, and that, that ketones to fuel your mitochondria, it makes a big difference. It certainly does. Yes. The, the daily cup of bulletproof coffee and the breath work, something that I implement and, and highly recommend as well. So Dave, we've got Headstrong coming out April 4th. Uh, how else can my listeners stay connected with you and stay up to date on all things bulletproof? Well, I would encourage you to check out Bulletproof.com and subscribe to Bulletproof Radio. Let's see. I'm on Instagram, uh, Dave.Asprey, and we've got Bulletproof Nutrition. So there's a company Instagram page, and I post stuff on my own page that's a little bit more like, here's the crazy hack I'm doing today. Could be interesting. And on Facebook, we've got the company page. And also, if you follow just Dave Asprey, the public figure, uh, I, I write probably twice a day about new findings in biohacking and science that might apply to you. A lot of interesting stuff. I, I read a ton and I just share the cool stuff. And it, most of it is not salesy. <laughs> and sometimes I'll tell you, hey, here's my new product. But for the most part, this is what I do to learn and to grow. And it would be unethical not to share it with people who want to hear it because this is our birthright as human beings. There's no one wrote the manual. So I'm, I'm one of many people working on cracking that code. Well, you've got some great stuff going on there, and we'll make sure to link all that up in the show notes. But Dave, I, I truly can't thank you enough for coming on today. I know you've got so much going on, so best of luck with the book launch, and we'll definitely be there supporting you all the way. Uh, Sean, I, I can't thank you enough. Getting people to read Headstrong matters to me because I know that we are all nicer, kinder people when our biology works. Let's make the world a better place. You got it, Dave. Have a great what night. got you there with Sean Delaney? Uh, what got you there with Sean Delaney? What got you there with Shonda Laney?
Thanks for listening to another episode of What Got You There. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and also share with your friends. Thanks so much. Looking forward to talking with you next time. If you want to stay up to date on all things I'm working on behind the scenes and everything we've got going on at What Got You There, head over to whatgotyouthere.com. You'll also be able to see more on podcast guests and what they're doing. Thanks to Justin Great for providing us the intro and outro song. If you like his music and want to find out more about what he's working on, head over to justingreat.com.